The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you interested in changing a part of your life? Whether it's finances, relationships, reducing stress, or just personal health, sometimes just changing a few small things can bring great rewards. Welcome to Moving Forward, Wellness One Step at a Time with Dr. Serena Wadwa. We'll provide possible steps you need to see these improvements. All we ask is that you try them out. Now, here is Dr. Serena Wadwa. Welcome to the show today. Uh, I'm very excited to have you all on and listening in. And today our guest speaker is Dr. Cheryl Maida, and she is the she's a licensed clinical psychologist and also the department chair at Governor State University in the Addiction Studies and Behavioral Health Department. And she knows a lot about complementary and alternative medicine. And so I'm really excited to have her on today to talk about uh, complementary and alternative medicines perspectives on wellness um, and to kind of give an overview about, you know, how do CAM perspectives differ from traditional um, Western perspectives um, and whatnot. So, Dr. Maida, if you'd like to welcome aboard and if you'd like to um, add anything to your introduction, please do. Um, no, thank you, uh, Dr. Quadwa. Um, I, I just want to say I'm very excited about uh, participating in this show. I think that uh, complementary and alternative medicine, we're, we're seeing increases in the use of that among people, and um, I think it, it offers a, uh, another perspective, another approach uh, to keep us healthy and well. Uh, so I'm very excited about talking about this today. Oh, well, thank you. I'm so excited you're here. So, <laughs> so let, let's go with the general question first in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, when we talk about wellness, um, how, how does complementary and alternative medicine perspectives um, view wellness? Well, I, I think when you're looking at complementary and alternative medicine, it, there's a tendency to look at the whole person. So you're looking at who that person is physically, who that person is emotionally, who that person is spiritually, and increasingly also looking at how does that person uh, fit in in a a contextual environmental uh, way. So what's going on in that person's environment that that may promote or interfere with that person's health? Um, What... Allopathic or Western medicine tends to do is tend, tends to just focus on the physical aspects of a person's uh, health and and so they look for symptoms. Uh, you don't go to the doctor unless you're feeling ill, um, and then there's usually some routine laboratory tests that are done, questions that are asked, and uh, pretty typically you'll leave the office with some type of prescription. 
And while um, allopathic medicine is great for some of the acute uh, issues, the acute symptoms people experience, um, it doesn't tend to focus on a person's health in the long run. So you get the person's fever down, but where are they going back to? What is what 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 is their lifestyle like? What are they doing that may promote the development of additional illnesses and diseases? Whereas a CAM perspective really takes a look at um, across the board what's what's working for the individual, what's not working for the individual. Um, how can you strengthen that person so that they are better? able to fight off illness should they encounter some illness, Um, but also just how can they live a good quality life um, and enjoy their life and and be satisfied with their life. So it sounds like then um, when we talk about alternative perspectives as a whole, perhaps, what I hear you say is, and and I really like this kind of... um, difference, I guess, is a way to put it that you mentioned that, you know, when we talk about Western medicine, we're looking at, okay, I'm feeling sick, let me go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. Whereas it sounds like with complementary and alternative medicine, it's more about, well, let's look at kind of also what's keeping you healthy. And what may also be contributing to these episodes of um, symptoms, so to speak. Is that correct? Yeah. Oh, okay. So what? Um, so when you talk about um, like overall, you know, you mentioned that uh, complementary and alternative medicine tends to be more holistic, and Western medicine, the perspective of it, when we talk about wellness, that Western medicine tends to focus more on physical. Um, ailments, symptoms, that kind of thing. You mentioned, you know, you get a prescription and then you're okay. Well, you take the prescription and then that piece of you is okay. Right, right. So what, from the perspective, you know, of a complementary and alternative medicine, what, um, what might be some other factors? I know you mentioned like looking at social factors, looking at environmental factors. Can you give some examples perhaps of what they may look like um, from from that perspective, sure, sure. Well, for example, let's take you know one of the common um, diseases people experience in our society: high blood pressure. Okay. Um, if you go to a, a allopathic physician, um, they'll monitor your blood pressure, put you on some type of medication, probably tell you to be careful about. Um, sodium intake in your diet. Um, But that's about it. So they'll keep monitoring blood pressure, seeing how you're doing on the medication. If you went to an alternative medicine um, practitioner, what that person would do is spend much more time taking a look at um, what what is your diet like um, and how might your diet be contributing. Um, What is your stress levels like? Um, Are you getting enough exercise? What are the kinds of things that are bothering you? So the the diagnostic procedure within a complementary and alternative medicine perspective is much more extensive, much more involved, Um, really getting to know that person. Um, You know, what's the 
family like? Um, what are the are there family um, cultural influences on eating habits? For example, that you know on um, Sunday dinner, um, fried chicken is served, and that's a tradition. Uh, things that may get in the way of actually trying to eat a healthier diet. What is your economic situation like? Um, maybe you can't afford going to a Whole Foods uh, to, to purchase uh, healthier cuts of meat or, or health meals that are prepared in a healthier way. Um, so first, there's a lot more time spent initially. Um, and depending upon the particular CAM approach, you wouldn't just be taking the blood pressure. You would be looking at the person's pulse. You would be looking at the person's eyes. Um, you would be looking at the person's tongue. Um, you would you would get a more complete uh, picture of how... Um, how what's going on is impacting that person physically also. So it's, it's, the diagnostics are much more comprehensive, um, much more involved. And um, the focus is on not only helping that person reduce his or her blood pressure, but helping that person not have an issue with blood pressure at all. So the goals are different. It's not just managing the illness, in this case, blood pressure, but it's actually looking toward ways to curing the issue in this case um, so that a person could begin to live his or her life again without without this issue, without worrying about his or her blood pressure and then the consequences that could emerge if, if the blood pressure isn't controlled. So that's really interesting because it sounds like um, from a complementary and an alternative medicine approach, um, I mean, you're talking about actually looking at really detailed pieces of the person, you know, like looking what their tongue looks like, looking at um, the diet, you know, their eyes and their pupils and w- what their eyes may tell. And so it sounds like what you're saying then is that the physical illness perhaps or the symptoms actually may come out in different ways in a person that may not necessarily be um, noticed through, um, you know, just going to a doctor and saying, you know, I have a fever, I'm coughing, I'm sneezing, oh, this is the flu or whatever it may be. Is that Oh, okay. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's much more comprehensive and more, yeah, and people do um, kind of, you know, at the crux of complementary and alternative medicine is this notion of people being out of balance. And they're talking about not only from a a physical perspective, like homeostatically out of balance um, physically, but... um, you know, being out of balance in terms of one's emotions, being out of balance in terms of, you know, one's connection to um, something larger than, than oneself, um, which often will be referred to as spirituality. Um, and, yeah, people can, be, people can display problems um, in these different areas, Um Depending upon, um, again, how they may carry their their stress, how they may carry um, where they may be vulnerable, 
Um, so you, you do want to look at more than just what's going on in one domain. Oh, and it also sounds like, too, from a – I'm just going to use the acronym CAM. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like from the CAM perspective that it that it really is not just taking – like if I if I come to you as a CAM practitioner, and I know that you do some work um, with uh, complementary and alternative medicine, so if I come to you with my symptoms, you're going to ask me much more detailed information and really ask me questions that I may not even have thought about in terms of where I'm at with those particular things. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, things that, you know, typically you'll go into a, a, a Western medicine uh, facility, health facility, and you'll get um, a, a sheet to fill out and, you know, there's some history and so forth. And then um, there's, you know, so the physician will look at that, the nurse and the physician will look at that, but then they get immediately to your symptoms and um, usually you have about, you know, 15 minutes to describe your symptoms. And um, the person makes a, you know, a di- comes up with a diagnostic conclusion based upon the symptoms you're presenting and then sends you off. Um, whereas here, the, the concern is really on um, getting the whole person in balance. Um, and that takes more time. It takes time to get to know that individual. Um, so the other piece of this is your treatment is very individualized. It's not a, a, a one-size-fits-all prescription about what to do, but you leave um, a CAM practitioner's office with a very individualized plan about how to not only get well, um, but maintain that wellness. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break right now. And then I do want to come back to that because I think there's some really good information of that. So we'll be right back after this break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Moving Forward, Wellness One Step at a Time with Dr. Serena Wadwa. If you have a question or comment for the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to drserenawadwa at gmail.com. That's drserenawadwa at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. All right. Well, welcome back. We are here uh, with our guest today, Dr. Cheryl Maida, who is talking about complementary and alternative medicine. And I want to thank also my listeners for joining back in with us. So before the break, um, you know, we were talking a little bit about kind of when a, an individual goes to uh, complementary and alternative medicine or CAM um, for the acronym practitioner, that there is going to be a lot more questions involved. There is going to be this, you know, and I like the word that you use, this very individualistic approach to the person and what they're experiencing. And um, I'm a little curious about, you know, we talked, you mentioned, um, you know, that they'll ask a lot more questions about what's going on in your life and, um, you know, what's in your environment and where you're at financially, you know, all different pieces that really relate to being well. Um, and, and I'm wondering, you know, from a CAM perspective, Kind of what is it about this notion? You talked a little bit about this concept of being out of balance. Um, And I think that's such a a phrase that we don't really hear so much about in Western perspective or in Western medicine about this notion of balance. And I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit more about that. Sure, sure. Well, the the idea of balance is... um, we we want to be aware of excesses in our lives as well as deficiencies in our lives. So um, we have too much of something or we do too much of something or we do too little. And the notion is that there's a there's an ideal level, it's an ideal balance that promotes health and when we go outside of that um, we encounter um, the, the possibility of developing some kind of an illness or disease. And in American society in particular, I think we're um, prone toward uh, being out of balance. For example, you know, we you know, work very hard during the week. Um, many people work more than 40 hours. And then the weekend comes and we, um, like, drink or eat um, to deal with the stress. And again, it's in an excessive way. And um, this, this throws the, the natural balance out of um, off uh, in the body. And I think when we're talking about balance, we, we have to talk a little bit about this notion of, of, of energy. And um, within the CAM perspective... There's, there's a fundamental belief that there's this, it's called different things, but there's this vital energy. So, for example, in traditional Chinese medicine, 
um, you may have heard the term chi. Um, in Ayurvedic medicine, um, it may be called prana. But it's this vital life force, the, the essence of who we are. And the idea is to, to, to keep that life force, that energy, in balance so that the energy isn't um, depleted as a result of excess um, or blocked um, in, in some ways. So we're not having the flow. It would, it would kind of be like um, if there is a short in um, a, a lamp. You see the lights blinking on and off. Um, it doesn't have a steady flow. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of like what happens with us, but, but it's this, this, this vital energy that is interrupted, is not flowing freely, um, is blocked, um, that creates problems just like with the light, um, not maintaining a, a constant glow because the energy isn't flowing uh, freely and smoothly. Interesting. So, you know, kind of going back, so what I'm gathering is that there is this like optimal balance that we want to have in order for the um, energy to really flow and allow us to function and be well is kind of what I'm hearing. Yes, yes, there is this optimal balance, absolutely, Um, that, again, it's ideal. yeah, you know, most of us aren't going to be able to achieve that on a consistent basis, but we want Darn it. to be more in that than less of that. Um, we want to be in a, an optimal balance more in our lives than less in our lives. And perhaps what's more important is recognizing when we're out of balance instead of ignoring it. Um, that I think we're also very good at, like like knowing we're, you know, beginning to not feel well, uh, we're feeling stressed, um, our heads may be cloudy, um, we may be tired, and we ignore that rather than see that as an indication that our life is out of balance. Um, our life isn't, um, you know, we're 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 not we're missing something. Um, so, I mean, and that, uh, you know, that kind of leads into the question that I wanted to ask you. What what kind of things can you suggest to our listeners? You know, you mentioned that just being aware of this out-of-balance state um, may be a good step towards, um, you know, towards wellness. How How do you see or how can you suggest for our listeners you know, to start becoming aware of when they feel out of balance, when they feel, um, you know, how do you, how do you recognize that? Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I think if we just kind of honor our our experiences and our feelings rather than dismiss them, um, I think most of us have a sense when we're off balance, when something's not right. But I think what tends to happen is we dismiss it. So, uh, for example, if um, I find myself tired, um, rather than saying, am I getting enough rest, I'll go get another cup of caffeine. I'll ignore what my body is saying and um, try to override it rather than say, wait a minute, you know, maybe tonight I need to go to bed earlier. 
Um, maybe I need to leave work a little bit earlier. Um, maybe I need to, um, you know, not work on uh, this project tonight. Um, so, so that's a part of it. I think we recognize when we have some of these experiences, but we tend to override it. It's like we try to control it rather than recognize our body is trying to tell us something. Um, you know, you'll find this too sometimes with um, with foods. If we pay attention to how we feel after certain certain foods, our bodies kind of tell us that you know, yeah, maybe I should back away from that. Um, you, you eat enough fast food, um, and you do often begin to feel bloated, or you begin to have digestive problems, or you begin to put on weight. And rather than pay attention to that, we we dismiss it. Um, so I think first, just taking time and and checking in with yourself. How am I doing today? Um, how do I feel physically? Um, what's going on with me emotionally? Um, what are my, you know, what are my thoughts? Um, I think that's the first start, checking in with yourself. I like the um, word that you use there, which I think is not something that we hear a lot about in traditional Western medicine, is this this idea of honoring our own experience and being able to you know, acknowledge where we're at, um, you know, whether it be physically or mentally or emotionally. And, you know, it sounds like from a a CAM perspective, that's something that's really um, vital in terms of, of being able to move forward into having wellness and being well. And I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit, you know, maybe for a minute is, you know, just about this notion of how does one, you know, um, because some of the arguments may be that, well, yeah, that's fine and dandy, but what if I'm in a job where, you know, I'm a lot of people Mm -hmm. have been laid off and stuff and I'm worried that if I say, or if I try to honor my experience that, you know, I might get fired or I might get told that this is not right or something. So how how is what are some other ways then that we can perhaps, um, you know, you mentioned like with food was another one. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if there's other ways too that maybe listeners can take um, with them to help honor, um, you know, their own experience because I think that's a really important part of. Um, being well is is honoring ourselves and being able to honor, you know, when we're feeling sad or when we're not um, feeling okay, things of that nature. So is there like maybe one one suggestion before we go to break that you can maybe talk a little bit about? Sure. Well, I think that's a good point. I mean, there's the reality of, of a work situation and we do have to meet deadlines. Um, but I think simple things like... Um, Taking a walk for five, ten minutes. Um, one, I can guarantee you'll be more productive when you get back to your desk anyway. Um, and two, it, it's, it's a more healthy way of dealing with some of the stress. So taking a break, not eating lunch at your desk. Um, again, you may not be able to take an hour lunch, but take 15 minutes away from your desk um, so that you're, you're getting some breathing room. Um, so you're getting... Um, you know, some some space to to just chill out a little bit. Oh, that's a nice way of putting it. Let's just chill out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think that's that is because we are a very stressed out society, and I think um, you know the APA, the American Psychological Association, just came out with their more recent survey talking about those kinds of things. And it sounds like what you're suggesting, you know, recognizing that yeah, there is this reality that we live in that we are a busy culture. You know, we're we're very product product outcome oriented. Let me put mm-hmm. it that way. And it sounds like even if we just take a break when we are in um, a workspace and we get out of that workspace for a minute or five minutes, that that really can help us restore some of our balance and some of our own, um, this, this vital energy that you mentioned as well. Right, right. Okay. And, you know, we're, we're going to be taking a break here in just a minute. But when we come back, what I'd like us to talk about a little bit is this, you know, you brought up this concept about the difference between managing symptoms and then being able to, quote unquote, cure them, which, you know, is a very fascinating topic. And I think from a CAM perspective, that may be um, something that we can explore. So we'll take a break for right now. And when we get back, hopefully you'll be able to join us, listeners as we continue this great conversation. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes' work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. You are listening to Moving Forward, Wellness One Step at a Time with Dr. Serena Wathwa. If you have a question or comment for the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to drserenawathwa at gmail.com. That's drserenawathwa at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. All right, and welcome back. Thanks for joining us again, listeners. And we are back again with Dr. Cheryl Maida, who's talking about wellness from a complementary and uh, alternative medicine perspective. So thanks for joining us today. And um, before the break, we were talking a little bit about, um, you know, just some small steps that people can take to um, get to to move forward and create, um, you know, essentially um, their own their own vital energy, kind of like jumpstart it again, so to speak. 
And right. yeah. yeah, and I wanted to, you know, one of the things that you mentioned that's um, that's really just kind of staying on my mind here is that it sounds like from a, a CAM perspective that there really is a difference between managing one's symptoms and actually, you know, the word you used was cure. And that's such, um, I think, one of those attention words, like as soon as someone hears the word cure, they're just like, what? What? There's a cure? What? And and I'm I'm curious if you can, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, from a camp perspective, this notion of managing something and curing it, particularly when it comes to, you know, like physically that's understandable. That, you know, with like I think the example you gave was um high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. So maybe like um, if you can also talk a little bit about how how does that work in terms of wellness and and being well um, when we talk about like emotional symptoms, you know, when someone is like sad or someone is feeling anxious, how how does that work with something like that? Right. Well, um, we talked uh, before about honoring one's experiences and. I think one of the, the things that occur with our emotions is sometimes there's a tendency also to dismiss our emotions, um, to not give um, its space, um, to just feel some of these emotions. Um, you know, I think, for example, about grief and loss, um, that it is natural to grieve when we've experienced a loss in our life, but so often we um, shut out those feelings. We say we need to be strong. Well, but those feelings are still there and they get stuck inside of us and they'll come out in another way. They'll come out um, in a stressful way or we may be irritated or angry versus just, you know, letting ourselves feel the grief um, and move through it. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's one example, paying attention and, and honoring that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think the other piece of it with emotions is um, I, I tend to frame emotions as information. Mm. So, you know, just like if I had... Um, uh, a pain, and 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 I noticed, I, I paid attention to the pain in my leg, and I realized I broke my leg. That's information. The pain is giving me information. Well, I think emotions are giving us information also, um, and it's about you know other aspects of our life that are out of balance. Maybe you know our relationship isn't going well. Maybe you know we find ourselves in. Um, in a job that just doesn't fit who we are. Um, you know, maybe we find ourselves um, in conflict with uh, family members um, or just, you know, not giving ourselves enough time, being depleted in that we're caretaking other people and not caretaking ourselves. Can I think of you step back and say, what am I feeling and what is this saying to me um, that will get some idea of what we need to focus on in our lives? Recognizing there are some realities and um, we can't just 
quit our jobs, nor should we. Um, but it may give you some indication that maybe I need to go back to school. Um, maybe I need to start looking for a different job um, while I'm keeping this current job. Um, you know, there's a term mindfulness that is used more. Um, you'll see this a lot in popular culture, but it is that, that idea of trying to be in the present and notice what's going on in the present. Um, and staying in the present. And I think that's when we could get in some information about, you know, what our emotions are telling us. So how does, you know, so in talking about, so recognizing what we're feeling, being mindful about it, staying present, you know, in terms of how, how does that fit in then? Like if I were to come to you, let's say I'm feeling, uh, you know, the example you gave was grief and loss. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, I, I think, you know, in American culture, there it's not really, so, in, in many cultures, it may not be something that's really talked about is is this concept of loss and how do you work with it. You know, the, the notion that you gave was I have to be strong, I have to, I can't, you know, allow myself to feel this, that kind of a thing. So what I'm hearing you say then is that um, emotionally, if we are not in balance that from a CAM perspective as well, that that is going to upset the natural flow of our energy and yeah. eventually impact um, physically what we may experience, um, you know, uh, socially what we may experience, environmentally what we may experience. And so is it that if I were to come to you as a CAM practitioner and I say, you know, I'm grieving, what how how is it that you will see that and then approach that? Well, I yeah I I, I would um, first ask you to I, to talk about it a little bit. Like, what is the loss? Mm-hmm. Um, I would um, validate your experience um, mm-hmm. and even provide a different frame that the grief occurs because really we had an attachment to whether that be, um, you know, a person in our lives or, or a pet or um, a job, that there was an attachment and um, that all that shows is that this was important and now it's not there. Um, and I would ask, how are you um, dealing with your grief? So I'd want to pay attention to, you know, it's not unusual for people to drink more um, when they've experienced a loss or to um, just mindlessly, you know, watch TV. Um, I would I would ask how you're handling it, and we would explore some alternative ways to deal with that. Um, you know, sometimes uh, the process of writing can help people, um, writing down what you're experiencing, what you're feeling. Um, sometimes I'll ask pers- a person if it's if, if to write to, uh, if it's a person or to the pet, um, like, you know, that you miss them, that to, to really have an, um, an outlet that you could express how much you miss um, that person or that pet. Um, even that job, even though that's inanimate, um, it, it gets out, you know, what this meant to you. And then we would start looking at um, um, 
other opportunities, like like how do you move forward in your life? Um, how do you close that chapter and then move forward? Um, and so we would explore things that that you naturally enjoy doing or naturally um, you know, want to explore. Um, so again, we would stay very close to who you are as a person and not give a it would be, it'd be very individualized. It wouldn't be a, um, you know, take this um, anti-anxiety medication and um, see me in a couple of weeks. It would be, you know, really um, helping you deal with your loss, um, finding ways to connect with with whatever you've lost, and then finding ways of um, moving forward um, after you've reached some closure with, with that loss. So in essence, then too, it sounds like then it's not, I mean, so from a, from a camp perspective, it's not like you're going to look at my physical symptoms and then say, okay, let me uh, give you not necessarily medications, but like these um, um, activities even that are going to help you in terms of restoring and rebalancing your energy. Is right. kind of what, okay, and is that like um, is that something that you think um, gets in the way sometimes of people being? I don't even know if weller is a word. More well, um, mm-hmm. is that is that like something that gets in the way? Is that people, you know, maybe don't want to take some of that time to do some of these activities? Um, absolutely, I think um, you know, we rush through and we we don't kind of going back to honoring ourselves and our experiences we don't pay attention um, and and try to understand what what um, what do we need to learn or what what are these experiences telling us and they get stuck um, and they when they get stuck um, Again, it's likely to create other problems in our life because we're not having that free flow of energy. I mean, the mind and the body are connected. And so if I'm, you know, experiencing some some emotion and I'm carrying that with me but not letting it process fully, then it's, it's going to affect me in some other way and probably some way physically that I'm vulnerable. You know, we do have genetics also. Um, it, it would be kind of like um, having a cut on your hand um, and putting a Band-Aid on it but not cleaning it out. So you might have a scab that forms, but there's an underlying infection. And um, so the hand may look like it's healing, but beneath it you have an underlying infection which can cause more problems, um, depending upon how long it's not treated. So emotionally. Okay. So really just looking at the fact that, you know, I I like that analogy about how, you know, the perspective may be that you could put a bandaid on something, but that's not really looking at the core issue or the core ailment. It's really just kind of, you know, what you talked about earlier, this managing versus curing. And it even sounds like 
you know, there is some differences between managing and healing even. And so when we come back from the break, why don't we um, pick up on that? And uh, hopefully listeners, you will be able to join us for that. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Moving Forward, Wellness One Step at a Time with Dr. Serena Wathwa. If you have a question or comment for the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to drserenawathwa at gmail.com. That's drserenawathwa at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. All right, and welcome back. We're talking with Dr. Cheryl Maida, who um, is discussing wellness from a complementary and alternative medicine perspective. And before the break, we were talking a little bit about, you know, this notion of managing symptoms, whether they be from an emotional um, pain or um, out-of-balance experience or a physical out-of-balance experience. And I wanted to, you know, kind of get back to that because it really sounded like, um, you know, there was some thought to, you know, like CAM approaches really look at really wanting to heal a person whole and that it's not just about saying, okay, let's put this Band-Aid on your, you know, the example you used was a cut, that it's really about let's really spend some time with whatever this um um, barrier or uh, symptom is and really see what's going on with it. So I wanted to see if you can talk a little bit about, you know, this difference between managing and curing and healing, um, because those are very different um, vantage points um, with the two different types of medicine. Right, right. Well, um I think it's it's you know looking at what is an an acceptable outcome or goal of of 
treatment. And again, I think in allopathic or Western medicine, if you've alleviated the symptom, then that's the goal. Um, and so from that perspective, then, you know, the the, the case is closed if, if you've if you if you've gotten rid of the symptom, or if somehow you've made um, the symptom uh, you've brought the symptom into um, acceptable ranges. I'm thinking now about something like diabetes and, and blood sugar um, versus in the um, CAM approach. Clearly, symptom relief is is one of the the goals. Um, you know that is important in CAM. Also, it's just that it doesn't stop there. It's you know, can we help you um, move in directions that you are more in balance in, in the the main domain, spiritually, emotionally, physically. Um, as well as taking a look at what's going on environmentally and actually um, help you not have this issue anymore. And, and, you know, when you're looking at some of the chronic illnesses, um, you know, things like uh, high blood pressure, things like diabetes, things like obesity, um, these lend themselves to um, CAM approaches and, and finding not just, you know, taking taking a particular medication or, um, you know, having surgery um, to to help uh, to help you deal with um, your weight issue, but but actually, you know, again, looking at what's driving some of these um, these these issues you're experiencing, what's beneath it. Um, and you, it's interesting, you find all kinds of things uh, so that, you know, somebody can um, have gastric bypass surgery, uh, lose weight, and then find themselves gaining weight again because they don't know how to deal with being a thin person, uh, a psychological aspect. So it's really looking at um, the role um of of some of these uh, issues in a person's life in in a larger context. So it even sounds like, you know, the example that you gave with the the bariatric surgery, the energy is different for the person. Right. And so being able to help them transition to, you know, this, this different kind of energy that they have now after the surgery and adjusting to it is is kind of what some of the CAM approaches may may see it as. And then how do you heal that energy or get to this different um, balance with it? Is that is that what I'm hearing? Yes, yes. Oh, yes. that's great. Yes. I do want to talk, you know, you mentioned, um, and during the break, I know we talked about this for a minute, which I think is really important, is this, this term of integrative medicine. And can right. you talk a little bit about that? Sure, sure. Well, you know, in the past, what's occurred is that we've we've had the allopathic Western medicine and then the CAM uh, approaches, and they've been separated. Um, you either went to an allopathic practitioner or a CAM practitioner, and the two rarely talked to each other, and rarely did you find somebody with um, both uh, skill sets. 
And what we're finding in um, the United States is there's more of a, a focus now on integrative medicine, which tries to take the best of both worlds. Um, clearly, allopathic medicine has a lot to offer. Um, if I have an infection um, and uh, I want to I get an antibiotic if it's a bacterial infection, um, it's, it's very effective. Um, if I need surgery to have, um, if I have a diseased organ, well, I, I want to go to a Western practitioner. Um, what you're finding is Western practitioners are beginning to appreciate what CAM offers, so you actually have integrative medicine practitioners who have been trained both in Western and alternative medicines. Um, and so they'll definitely deal with symptoms, they'll deal with the acute uh, expression of an illness, but then they take a look at what we've been talking about. How do you help um, the person shift the energy so that this doesn't recur or um, that they keep moving in a, a, a healthy direction? And you see um, some integrative medicine units now at some of the larger um, academic um Hospitals like Northwestern and the University of Chicago, for example, um, even uh, Rush University, there's all, you'll begin to see that if they don't have a Department of Integrative Medicine, they will have um, practitioners available in the hospital that that, uh, you can access uh, if you want acupuncture or massage. And so we are beginning to see some of this integration, and I I think that's the best strategy. I think um, allopathic medicine is is great for uh, acute kinds of situations and you combine that with alternative medicine when you're dealing with, you know, chronic issues um, and um, and preventing the development of of illness. I think you have a lot of CAM approaches that can be very effective. So it sounds like, I mean, yeah, and I don't know who doesn't want the best of both worlds because that's definitely a nice place to be. And it sounds like you know, when we're looking at um, wellness and and being able to move forward in our own development of wellness is really being able to get, yes, I like the acute treatment that allopathic medicine provides and the long-term treatment that complementary and alternative approaches provides as well. So really just kind of combining the two. Correct. Great. Well, and we're going to be wrapping up here in a minute. And so listeners, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at drserenawadwa at gmail.com. That's drserena, W-A-D-H-W-A at gmail.com. And if you have any questions or comments that you want to leave for our guest speaker today, Dr. Cheryl Maida, feel free to email those to me and I could forward them along. Or if Dr. Maida, if you have a um, if you are wanting to give your contact information, sure. It's um, it's my last name. It's M S E J T A. It's M E J T A at AOL dot com. So thank you so much for coming on today and talking with us um, about complementary and alternative medicine approaches and how they kind of view wellness. Um, And listeners, thank you for joining us this week. Hopefully, we'll hear from you again next week, and we will talk with you then. Thanks again for making the first of hopefully many changes this week. 
by tuning in to Moving Forward, Wellness One Step at a Time. Dr. Serena Wadwa hopes that you'll join her again next Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for making the first of hopefully many changes this week by tuning in to Moving Forward, Wellness One Step at a Time. Dr. Serena Wadwa hopes that you'll join her again next Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week!